Hello, I'm James Griffin, and this is the Mission Motorsport Podcast. Aimed squarely at our beneficiaries as an engagement tool first and foremost, but also anyone who wants to know more about the community that we serve. These podcasts are open, honest, and frank conversations with beneficiaries, friends, and supporters of the Forces Motorsport Charity. Expect conversations sometimes to be of a mature nature. For information on Mission Motorsport, please head to www.missionmotorsport.org, where you'll find news stories, activity updates, how you can access support, and links to all of our social media. Today I'm talking to former British paratrooper, H-Hour podcast, and Charlie Charlie One founder, Hugh Keir. As an established podcast host, I wanted to put Hugh on the other side of the microphone to see how he's dealing with the current COVID-19 lockdown on a personal and professional level. I also ask him for advice for anyone who's due to leave the armed forces in the near future, facing the increased uncertainty in the current job market. A huge thank you to Hugh and Inmarsat for supporting the Mission Motorsports Silverstone Troops Track Day and National Transition event in February earlier this year. You can find snapshots of the interviews that Hugh conducted with attendees on his website www.charliecharlie1.com. Say something. I can hear you now. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I had to connect the audio. I didn't. I've not used. I've used Zoom once before. That's okay. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm on a stool that keeps going. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> it's like a bar stool thing. It's a nightmare. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. I'm good. That... Let's have a look at this. Sort that out. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice picture behind you. Brian Bud, mate. Brian Bud. Yeah, yeah. I can leg it. Yeah. Did you know him? Yeah, yeah. Not like not as a mate. Uh, so I. When I came back from R&R yeah. uh, on the Herrick 4 tour, I took really early R&R, the first R&R, fucking stupidly. Um, he, he was coming out to join three para. He'd come from PF. Yeah. And so we sat next to each other on the plane. Um, that, that, yeah, that was something. Yeah. Crazy times. Um, mate, how, is, how are you finding this lockdown? Tell you what, I'll be honest, I hate this lockdown. I'm finding it really difficult. Um, and I didn't think I would. We just moved into a new house, which is amazing. It's on the edge of a forest. You know, it's great for the dog. Um, I couldn't I couldn't ask for more. It's really getting to me. It's, it's really, there are some moments where I just feel properly down. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm being told I can't go somewhere. So when I left the army, I felt properly chuffed. I could do whatever I want. No one's going to tell me what to do. And now I'm being told what to do again. I don't like it. And it's the, it's ah, the strangest feeling. It's the strangest uh, feeling. Right. There's that resistance yeah. again. It's like, oh, come on. It's, yeah, it's like you just can't get away from being told what to do. And there is resistance there. But and I also, the wider part of, uh, uh, of it all is, it's really sad. It's really sad what's happening to so many families. I mean, what are we over? I mean, we're well over 10,000 deaths in the UK now. And, and I know a lot of it's care homes. I know a lot of it's the elderly, but it's um, the way I explained this to Mark yesterday was that I feel like the way I view the world has completely changed. I used to know 
how I view the world. The world was as I saw it, and everybody has their own view and their own vision. But it's like someone's pressed pause now. Yes, the sun goes up and down in the morning and the evening. It's like the clocks have stopped. And we're kind of, we're in limbo. We're, we're floating a bit, aren't we? And it's like nobody knows what's going to happen because nobody genuinely knows what's going to be like next week, never mind six months down the road. And then someone's gone further into the settings. They've changed the language and the display. I was like, I, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to make of this anymore. Yeah. It's you, really you unsettling. Need, you need to get back in. That's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> Not you need am, your, you're, you're missing your routine. You're missing your, your, your normality. It's like, oh, my God. I don't know where you are. No, I'm enjoying it, mate. I, well, I'll be afraid. I'm, no, I am. I am. I'm not enjoying it. There's... Yeah. There's a lot of positives come for this for me personally. Oh God! Okay, um, cool. Well, I'm in terms of running fitness, which I've struggled to get back on top of since I left because of because I don't I because I uh, find it hard to get into routine um, yeah. since I've been out because because mainly because of my employment since I left has not been something that enabled me to get a, a normal like a daily routine which and the daily routine is what we always used to when we're serving yeah like that it's always there regardless of where you are it's always a rally it's always this three three scoffs a day you get those day always a rally three scoffs a day there's yeah. always something hard <laughs> in that in the day and then there's and then there's the end of the day get ready for the next day and then rest you know the, this they, they exist wherever you go yeah um and i haven't been able to do that since i left and over t- over time, I've realised as sort of my mental journey's gone. I've realised that one of the really big things that impacts me mentally is routine. And if I don't have it, it's uh, it, well, it has a huge huge impact on me, a negative impact. And an even bigger realisation is that it's really hard just to set your own routine because by definition you're imposing your own rules on yourself, and no one likes those. No one likes rules, right? Different when you're in. But no one likes rules, especially when you're imposing things on yourself, like force yourself to get up at a certain time every day, force oh, yourself yeah. to go and do something hard every day, like physical fitness. Yeah, massive. Um, forcing yourself to take a step away from electronic devices, that kind of stuff. What I'm finding with this situation is um, it's easier for me to set myself a routine because I've, because I've got less distractions going on. And I've got more. I've got more spare time, so I'm lucky. I'm still working. I was going to say, uh, have you been furloughed? No, no, no. I'm still working, mate. So, okay. but but I'm, I'm working from home. I, I predominantly work from home anyway. Yeah, I do. Um, but uh, but with with this now, it's entirely working from home. So mm. I find now if I've got a gap uh, between meetings, you know, if I've worked through lunch or whatever, I'll take myself and go. I'm going to go for a run. There's no argument with it in my head. I'm just going to go for a run because I, I've just set myself that right. I, at the start of the lockdown, it's like the conscious, the, uh, it was a conscious note to myself, right? You're going to need to keep on top of this or else you're going to be in bed until flipping 11 a.m. every morning. You know, I'll be on the laptop at 9 a.m. In, in bed. I won't be doing anything. I'll become a slob. Uh, and so there's a conscious effort like you need to, need to get on top of this. And, and that's from previous experience from leave. Yeah, you know, from being on leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, I'm I just used to the window a sec. There's a bloody truck. Yeah, no worries, mate. Sorry, go on. I'm still listening. 
So um, I, I, I think as many of us are fortunately served in that, I know a conscious, we're conscious of it when we were in, is that, and I certainly was as, as my career went on, is that I would see um, when I was on leave and the especially extended leaves after a tour or like um, your three, three and a half weeks summer leave or whatever, I would see a definite uh, decline in my mental state. And back then I wasn't thinking of it like, oh, I've got to decline my mental state. I wasn't thinking of it like that then. It was, uh, I would get more, um, I would get uh, more short-tempered. I'd, I'd, I'd just be generally flipping grumpy. I would be unhappy with myself. Again, on a subconscious level. And as my career went on, I realized that those mental states happened when my physical activity went down as leave went on. Leave happens, you don't do jack shit, right? You don't do anything. Maybe mm. a run a week, maybe, yeah. right? Oh, I did anyway. Uh, some people did more, but that was me. A run a week, if that. I'd be drinking for most of it, almost every day. And then my mental decline would go, my mental decline would, would go in line with my physical activity going down, yeah. but also the fact that my routine had gone because I wasn't at work. It was, what's, what am I doing? What, do I need, what, what, you know, what should I do with each day? I'm not being given direction. I'm not give, being given purpose on a day-by-day basis. Yeah, yeah. And again, I look at this all in hindsight. It's all true in hindsight. But I was able to recognize it at the time and what it meant at the time was, okay, I only saw it as a physical activity correlation. So, okay, I need to, I need to just keep plodding along with the fitness. If I do something, I remain generally happier because it means I've earned the beers. I've earned the lions in the morning, you know. Um, so, going back to the question, I'm coping with it fine. <laughs> I hated leave. I remember going, especially summer leave, it was just like three weeks is, is enough. Three weeks is, is too bloody long. I loved being at work. I loved, I just loved being around the blokes and I lived for it. And now, obviously, you don't have that. I'm very lucky that I work for Mission Motorsport, which is basically full of ex-military. And we have a meet. We, we've, funnily enough, we've picked up some really good habits I would say practices now, which are, you know, 10 o'clock every day, we're all online on Teams and, and we're talking. And it's, and to be honest, most people join 10 minutes early so that we can get a, a, a social chat out the way um, before we actually hit on the business. Otherwise, you just sit there and just chat nonsense all day. And that's really, really good because you have to have done a certain amount of work before then in order to have your updates or you'll get caught out. You have to at least have got dressed and had a shower because you're on video. And because very much you would just stay in bed. I've, since this lockdown started, I've struggled getting out of bed before seven, half seven. I mean, the wife was out running it, you know, way before I got up, certainly yesterday. And she's out running with the dog. But this morning, I had a massive victory. As soon as she, she was up, I was up. I went downstairs, smashed out 100 burpees. That was the, the one thing I wanted to do. Was How many? 100 burpees. Oh, God. Well, I set myself that task. And whilst you're, you, still, whilst you're still half you, asleep, don't worry, I'm not, I'm not a, a crossfitter or anything weird. I just got up and I went, I am going to do 100 burpees <laughs> now. Once I got to 50, I was sorely regretting it. I was like, no, you are going to get to 100. And then by, you know, by the end of this month, I want to be doing 200 a morning. 
and then each month knock it up a hundred. I'm gonna mate, I'm gonna look like a Greek god by the end of lockdown. That or I'm gonna have some very, very sore legs. But it was just having that one thing to achieve. And then in the middle of the afternoon, I will go out and I'll go and do a ten a pair of 10 kilo uh, and 20 kilo weights, 15 kilo bag. That's plenty, that's enough to to get me me sweating, which is also mixed with chasing a German shepherd around the, the garden because he insists on playing. But that routine is is absolutely critical. Otherwise, you drive yourself bonkers. And actually, it's funny. I've been talking to a, to, to a fair few people just on your round when you go walk the dog or whatever. Social distancing, clearly. And there's a lot of people you speak to who actually can't wait to get back to work. I know the social part of, so the interaction with people at work. And so previous to this, I think a lot of people, you know, thought, oh, working from home is an absolute dream. Those same people now are, are, are turning around and going, certainly the ones that I know, saying, actually, I quite prefer going to work because it gives me that structure. So without structure, you're a bit bollocks, really. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'm glad it's working for you. For me, I think it is helping me get on top of my fizz because I've been out nearly a year now. I've just utterly refused to do anything strenuous. And I think you go through that, that period of, well, I'm out of the army now. Can't tell me what to do. I'm not going for a run. Why should I? But then you notice that, like you said, the, the drop in your mental health. And it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I knew I was a bit mental before, but this isn't helping. So I clearly need to do some exercise. I went for a tab around the forest the other, <laughs> the other day. Heat of the day. Stuck a day sack on. I haven't stuck on for 10 years. I mean, it, if it was £10, it was heavy. Ended up falling into a bloody hawthorn bush. Cut me big, bold head open. And I was like, what are you doing? You know, when you have that moment, like, I'm just one of those sad old men that used to be in the army. <laughs> just, it's like just turning into a mess. But I thought, no, I'm not. I'm in my, I'm above, you know, I'm between 35 and 40. And I'm all right. I've got bags of time. You know, why weren't you, why, why weren't you specific then with your age? I don't know. I'm 36. <laughs> I think I'm quite, I think you're quite, I think you're quite conscious. Well, because most people I talk to, they're like, I'd have you at about 40. I am not 40 years old. I just, mate, I've been left out in the sun far too long. I was getting told I look, th- I look 40 when I was 30, mate. Uh, <laughs> mate, and, gingers uh, are down. cursed. We are cursed. It's hideous. And I remember being, I remember the, fir- I remember the first time someone said to me, <laughs> did you do your full 22? And that was I was working in the I was working in the sandpit on doing doing uh, PSD work out there, and it was a new guy on the team, or I was new on his team. He said, "Did you do your two your full twenty two, Hugh?" Jesus Christ! Do you know how old that would make me? It would have made me forty four or forty two. <laughs> I was I was thirty. I was thirty, mate. Say <laughs> what? Yeah, no, it's um, it's the whole being pale and pasty and ginger thing. So, to me, it sounds like you've got more positives than negatives out of this. I mean, I'm I'm hoping and praying that you you know you haven't been personally affected by this. Do you know anybody, or have you met anyone who has lost someone to this? I got friends who've been affected by it. Uh, yeah, their family members have. Um, really? I've got a I've got a mate who's a paramedic in London yeah. who dealing with this was dealing with this weeks before the, the lockdown happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, and James Glancy, who's a, who's a friend, as who I got a lot of respect for, he's lost a close relative to this. Mm. Um, mate, going back, you know, saying 
that are, you know it seems to be positive for me. I, I think I, I honestly think there's going to be positives drawn from this that would not have that would not have presented themselves other ways. It's yeah. that old you need you need bad stuff to happen to show the 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 most honest and positive parts of humanity and what people are capable of. That's on a personal level. And then on the other side, from a business perspective, from a commercial perspective, the innovation and the opportunity is going to come from this at the end. Mm. And unfortunate is for businesses that haven't survived. The opportunity is going to be there for growth for others. It's going to be huge. Um, but on a personal level, community level, social level, I, I, this is very, very good for social cohesion i think well i was um, i i where i sorry where, where i grew up mate, i grew up um in the welsh valleys uh and and people you walk down the street whether you know them or not they'll say hello to you mm. they'll nod hello i was doing it. you might even get a, like a conversation as you pass it people you've never seen before yeah. doesn't matter if they're your age doesn't matter if they're flipping 80 years old if they're your gender if they're your skin color whatever you, you say hello to each other it's courtesy you yeah. tend not to get that in the big cities and towns in the UK, and much less so in in England than, or like, uh, sorry, Midlands and south, south, southern England compared to north northern England, Scotland, and and Wales. What what I see now is it's like a a weird a weird byproduct of the social distancing and people being conscious of having to stay two meters away from each other. So where we where in the first few weeks you go out, oh, still happens now. You go out. And you're going to pass by someone and maybe you have to come out of the way because it's not quite two meters. You stand there, you wait, and they'll say thank you to you. Or you'll say thank you to them because it's a conscious thing you let pass. And that's happening all the time as people are passing. Yeah. What I'm seeing now, because I go for, if I don't go for out for fitness in the day, I'll go out for a walk with the missus. Well, what I'm seeing now, and it was the day before yesterday we were out, people are, they're passing. There's no need to talk to each other. And they're saying hello. Or they're nodding. Yeah, yeah. Did not happen in those areas where we're going walking. Uh, Warwick does not happen, mate. Or did not happen. That's happening now. It's like we've got a little bit more respect for each other, a little bit more empathy for each other because we're all going through it. And the same way with the streets that you live on. Yeah. I don't know anyone. I've got a flat in Chelmsford and um, I live with the missus in Warwick. Now, I don't know anyone really on those streets where we live and where the flat is. But since this has been going on, and really it's the clap, the Thursday clap that started it. Mm. I now know the faces of everyone. Nod, we're all doing something together. What else could have made as made my street more more uh, come closer together like this than a situation like we're going through now? I don't think there is anything. It's hardships. It's bonds made in in hardships. It's the same as you know from the most basic level of you know. As you well know, in in a in a in a troop or a, a squadron or a platoon, a company, and you're you're you know you're out on tour, you you bond because it's hard. Um, but I don't think it was gonna. It's always been there because bearing in mind we are we're pack animals, as it were. You know, we're we're used to living in communities. We don't do isolation very well. We're not lone wolves and we do crave that um that community and that that bonding and so especially in the latin you know our 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 society however over however many hundreds of years but certainly i think in the last century 
we've we haven't evolved, but we've we've become further apart. Even though, you know, we especially in the last twenty years, you know, social media, etc., we're more connected. But we're very, and, and a lot of people have said this. You know, we're more connected, but more disconnected. All we needed was a little nudge, and we've automatically gone back into that community thing again. And we crave it. We want to feel like we're supporting each other. Because if that happens, then they support us. And that's really nice. And it's a nice, warm feeling. I think a lot of us still find that a bit weird. It's like, oh, yeah, morning. But that's fine. It's nice to be nice to people. And it's okay to be nice to people. And I think, like you said, it is going to be one of the positives that comes out of this. And that community thing, I think, is one of the, the biggest things. You know, look back to World War II, you know, community. And so I'm inclined to agree, and I've noticed all you know the same points um, as you have. How's your, in terms of your your family and your connecting with your family? I mean, I don't know how big your family is, but are you feeling any frustrations of not being able to go and see your mum, your dad, your sisters, or whichever? Or because I'm finding that really difficult. Um, my my family lives up north, and. You know, even if I lived just down, you know, down down the road from them, I still couldn't go and see them. But I'm I've never, I've always lived down this end of the country, down in the south, um, ever since I joined the army. But now I really feel those two hundred or so miles, even when I'm talking to them on video, and I feel maybe, and even before I said, you know, it's like someone's paused the clocks, but I still feel the clock is ticking because obviously my parents, you know, sit in and around that vulnerable age. And, I, and I've, I've occasionally wondered, what if the last time I saw them is the last time I saw them? And I never had that issue, really, when I went on tour. Because I was either convinced I wasn't coming back anyway, or I believed I was bulletproof. One of the two. So have you, how, how are you feeling with your whole your family connection at the moment? I'm right. I try not to speak to him anyway. <laughs> No, my 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 family is distributed all over the flipping world, man. Right. I got family in, like my parents are in Wales. I got uh, uh, I got family all over the UK and and yeah. I, Ireland. I got family in Japan. Family in Argentina. Mate, you name it, I got family there. It's mad. Oh, so wow. I don't. I don't. <laughs> so and and my sister's serving. I mean, we don't see much of each other anyway. We we sort of we we in fact the same my parents really apart from my mother we speak on a functional basis if we need something we'll have a chat you know right. <laughs> unless it's something unless someone's ill but um uh so on the family basis it's all right I think um I, I'm actually connecting more with more people than I would have before mm. because you know, and because your point there we're more connected now but we're more disconnected one of the one of the huge benefits of having all of the communications technology and the communications platforms we have now is you've got so many different options from in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. House party, Zoom, Skype, WhatsApp, TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. What is that all about? Mate, like, that's 20 years below you, isn't it? You, well, you know, what, what, you, so, so tell me what TikTok is. It's one of those things that... I think once you get past a certain age, you go, I'm not looking at that because it's far too trendy and, and, and it's, it's not for me. Tell me what TikTok is it, and why you've got involved in it then. Mate, like Instagram is a platform for pictures and videos. TikTok is a platform for videos. 
right. for videos, mate. And it's mostly for the younger ages. Uh, mostly used for the younger ages. Massive in America. It's big over Europe. It's massive in America. Uh, and yeah, it, it's not... I did not think I'd find myself on TikTok. It's just... I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's a platform for videos. But it's... Like everything, it's done in a slightly different way. Just some pretty um, addictive parts to it. Pretty innovative things that you can do with your videos and and to get people engaging with you. Just slightly different. Uh, it was actually Gaz from Sinita's Guild to put me on to it. I started slagging him off because Sinita's Guild is on TikTok. I started slating him. <laughs> in a, privately. Yeah. He's older than you, isn't he? Uh, I don't think he is, but I'll take that one. I take that one. <laughs> Uh, and and he said he said no he said he said uh, mate the thing is a TikTok it, it's a platform that's crying out for positive positivity it's really positive there's a lot of positive stuff on there but in yeah. terms of like positive messages life lessons across it seems to be looking I mean I've not nailed the way I should be doing it yet. I, yeah. I'm, I'm still to be honest I'm still trying to understand have I got the capacity and the time to be throwing my creativity at this as well as everything else. Um, Gaz has absolutely got it. He is Gaz is all about. He does it on this with Sneakers Guild. He fires out the positive messages. He'll have a video and there'll be him talking, and it's every message is really good. And really, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing with TikTok, it and his stuff is popular on there, even though he's not been on there for long. It's popular. Bearing in mind, he's oh, an old generation than you that use TikTok. A completely demog- different demographic that you would think would use TikTok, and yet his stuff is popular. So the people that are consuming his positive messages from Sinita's Guild are predominantly the generation below. It's a good way to get a just to get life experience and messages across. It's a really good way to communicate with the generation below us. Not that we're any better. We're just a bit, you know, longer in the tooth, and there's this stuff we can pass down if they like it. Cool. I'm, so I really like what Gaz has done, um, and it's. Not just because it's a, it's a cool thing to get tattooed, but it's it's just that message. Isn't it? It's just be positive, and we lack a lot of that. We all automatically go negative, don't we? But but he again has you know he's created a community much like you know HF4K and and yourself. It's there's you know there's he, he's properly incorporated like the blue light services and all of that kind of thing. I really have my watch done. I quite like it. Say that again. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. What did you say in the last bit then? I really admire what he's done. I quite like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. And the thing is with, with Gaz... Were you mortars? HR... Were you mortars? No. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> the thing is with Gaz and, and like, Sinitis Guild, HR4K, and there's a couple of other organisations out there, there's entirely honest intent behind what they are doing. Yeah. Gaz started up... Gaz started up Sinita's Guild with the main focus being on a community with a, with a common sense of, not purpose, just with a, they, they've got a common thing, there's something common, a common theme about them, and that's get, sacrificing your own, your own life, and I don't mean life in terms of, you know, get yourself killed, well, not, not entirely anyway, but sac- sac- just put yourself through hardship to help others, basically. And those blue light services and military, you know, yeah, and uh, and but out of it, he's done, he's doing well out of it, and I, I'm glad because on our the on the merchandise side, it's cool stuff. It's cool stuff, and it's a cool time. Yeah, um, and with HR4K, 
one of the things we and you just touched on a note there. I'm just going to expand on a bit. Is um, is that uh, when I was speaking to Mark yesterday, even though that podcast will probably go out after this one, is doing the right thing. We have been bred from day one, week one of joining. That yes, your job may be to close and kill with the enemy, but it's also to do the right thing. You know, being able to switch off from charging through a, a ditch and, and bayoneting a guy to, you know, if there's a little girl stood behind him, you suddenly switch on your compassion, you turn that aggression off. And so it's knowing where that boundary of being, you know, we can either be the most awful human beings you've ever come across, if that is what's required, or the most caring and compassionate. And I really enjoy picking up that caring and compassionate part of me. Because if you enjoy being angry, there's something, there's something wrong with you. But that compassionate thing, I think, is, is the right thing. And, and HFOK and, and Sinita Skilled have taken that. They've noticed that there was a bit of a, a lack in a community. Because we spend a lot of our time online, I think you know, HFOK and, and, and Sinita Skilled have taken that and gone, we're all going to create this community, whether it's a physical or digital one. Um, and even just, you know, someone replying to your post on Sinita's Guild and going, oh, yeah, I really like that, you know, great tattoo. Oof, feel a little bit better about myself. Because essentially that's what we use social media for. It's, you know, it's for that acceptance and whether we like it or not, you know, or whether we admit it or not. It's almost like validation, really. But when someone from your community, and especially, and I will blow smoke up your ass, someone from <laughs> the, you know, someone from the Reg, so Paras or... SF or something like that says to you know certainly for me um I was cavalry quite enjoyed it um and I was happy with who I was but when you and I know you've touched on this before in other podcasts it's like yeah you, if you're attached to to the reg or um or you're working with them um and I've worked you know I've worked alongside a couple of SF bods on some tours just on on random stuff when they treat you like one of their own and you're honest with them and you're not pretending to, you know, you're not growing massive lamb chop sideburns and trying to be one of them. It's glorious because it's amazing fun to throw banter, you know, to and from, you know, being called a massive hat. I actually quite enjoyed it. You know, it's like, yeah, I am, <laughs> I am a hat. I'm a massive hat, you know, and you're an idiot that jumped out of a perfectly serviceable aircraft. You know, we're all winners around it. But I, I, I quite enjoy, and there is validation in in someone from, you know, the Marines, the 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 Paras RSF going. Yeah, you're all right, lad. You are. Yeah, fucking Ali. Especially if someone from the Paras calls you Ali, like, oh, I'm fucking Ali. <laughs> but anyway, so that's enough smoke being blown at your ass, mate. We we're coming up to to time, so I think. Are we? What time did we start? Uh, Jesus, I passed. Yeah, no, it was yeah. Quickly. I'm guessing you're in touch with guys that are still in and you're in touch with guys that are out. If you were, if six months ago you pressed the seven clicks of freedom and, uh, and you're now at six months to run and you're looking at the outside world going, oh, sweet Jesus, with knowing what you know about Civvy Street now, never mind getting out normally, if there's anything that you would be doing now to prep for getting out into this current maelstrom, what would you tell somebody? Uh, first off, 
Oh, controversial on this. First off, if you've got no idea what you what you want to do when you get out, or if it's if it's a default answer like CP because you don't know it, don't know any better, you don't see any opportunities in the horizon, mm-hmm. or because you haven't got anything else in your belt to think you can fit into. Um, my first suggestion is sign back on. One one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Now that's especially if you especially if you're um, a junior rank. One of the one of the biggest things for I noticed when I left is that to get a job in Civvy Street, uh, your first job in Civvy Street, one of the most positive things you can have, probably the most positive thing you can have from the military, is your is your rank. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, mate, absolutely. And and for for a number, is well for two reasons. One because uh, one because there are there are certain brackets that you can fit into. So yeah, we're looking for. I mean, look at the security world, for example. Yeah. We're looking for uh, we're looking for a, a minimum of a corporal or minimum of a color sergeant or minimum sergeant major, warrant officer, whatever. Right? As you get up to the senior ranks, being part of, as you get up to the senior ranks and through your journey through the escalation, you yeah. become more exposed to the way Civic Street works, to the way the politics works and commercial world works, and your network becomes bigger. And so you've got more assets on the outside because by definition, you've stayed in longer, right? So aside from the tick box on a job application, was I this rank? Mm. Um, And the civilian qualifications that come with it, you've also got the expanded network. Now, that just to just to press on with the point, that's if you've got no idea what you're doing, what you want to do when you get out. Yeah. You have to remember that when you're in the military, it is in very, very difficult to, to get kicked out. Extremely difficult to get kicked out. You've, you've, got got to re- you've got to really want to get kicked out. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the biggest shocks to the system when you leave will be job security. It is an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. I've been in jobs where I've been told straight to my face, no, yeah, your job's safe. Two months later, I've been made redundant. You told me I was safe. Oh, mental. Absolutely mental. So if you're not sure, stay in. There's no harm. There's no harm. You stay in another year. Yeah, you might hate it. You might hate it. It's another year of pay packet experience. Understand the civvy street more by reaching out and, and just and making your bed before you jump into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aside from that, if you are getting out and that's it, no, I'm leaving. If you are getting out now and you, you're coming to Civic Street, my, my one and only piece of advice is take any job. Any job. It doesn't, as long as it meets your financial requirements, requirements, not uh, desires, okay? As long as it covers your bills, take any job when you leave. Get straight into it. Ideally, if it's in the UK, because it's much easier to find the job of your dreams or where you want to go when you're employed it's much easier to find employment when you've got employment trying to find employment when you haven't got employment is an absolute nightmare if you're thinking you're going to go out and go straight to your dream job when you leave that's very 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 rare so set your sights on something simple something easy something with a bit of routine something's going to help you retransition and pay your bills that you need to pay when you leave establish yourself in city street and understand what you need to do and then start looking at like where do i really want to be where do i want to be and that'll, that's, that's, the best, that's the best approach. Just don't be a job snob, which most of us are. Yeah. Really. yeah. I definitely want to talk to you more about that kind of thing, especially in the rank crossover, because I've got my own thoughts on it and I know other people have. 
and so yeah I'd, I'd quite like to delve into that one more because i've got i've got a, a few examples where i can go bollocks but um at well, the same time i think that i think there's value in it so um th- there's value in both arguments anyway hugh thank you very much if people want to find you on social media where they find you uh, uh at hugh Keir, at h-u-g-h-k-e-i-r and hr your own podcast yeah that's charliecharlie1.com mega how have you found being a guest Mate, I enjoy it. I like I like chatting. I like okay. I like I like being able to get my knowledge experience across. It may, it yeah. may help, it may not, and and that's what it's about. Mega. Um, and, uh, thanks, mate. Uh, mate, I love what Mission Motorsport do. You know that, and thank you for having me as a guest. Really, mate, absolute it. pleasure. Have a good day. You too, bud. Cheers. <laughs> dog, can you hear him? Are we done. <laughs> can you hear that? <laughs> German that was that's right. The first, that was the first time though, wasn't it? It didn't do it to the podcast. I knew it would be sometime now, so I've locked him out of one <laughs> side of the house. Fucking thing.